Hi, welcome to Conversations with Cassie. I'm Cassie. So I have to be honest, I have kind of struggled with the topic for this episode for lots of reasons. Where do you start? What's the most interesting subject that can enlighten interest and captivate you guys? Do you start with the pyramids? Do you start with Gobekli Tepe? The Mayans, the Incas, the Nazca lines, the cave paintings of Europe are somewhere else. There's just so many options to choose from. And yes, hopefully over the course of the podcast, we will get time to discuss all of them and the multitude of new things that are being discovered and studied and proposed, and in some cases, finally accepted. So I settled on a topic today that regards Gobekli Tepe. It's my first impression of a theory that I heard via YouTube. I've not read the work and research by the original or, as I've heard it, the original proposer of this particular theory regarding Gobekli Tepe. I believe the gentleman's name is Ben Rainier. However, I could be wrong. I would have to double-check to be sure. But the gentleman in question is proposing that the builders of Gobekli Tepe are the Aborigines of Australia. And just on the surface, I would have to disagree with that for several reasons. One of the basis which was used when the theory was presented in the means that I was exposed to it was that some of the symbols that you see at Gobekli Tepe in the carvings and reliefs are also present in Aboriginal body design and some of their artwork. Now, there are no known and or confirmed original indigenous people in the locality of Gobekli Tepe. As we all know, there are indigenous populations still residing in Australia. However, the fact that Australia has an indigenous population that uses symbols that are present at Gobekli Tepe, to me, in and of itself, does not make them the builders of Gobekli Tepe, especially when you look at the geographic distance between the two localities. In addition to that, when you look at the Aborigines of Australia, they are not, at least certainly not in recent history, which you would think the way that they have preserved the rest of their culture, this would also be something they would preserve, at least in their prolific storytelling. They do not seem to be wanderers or explorers. There doesn't seem to be much in their history of going out and seeing the world, settling the world, conquering the world. They seem to have been very content for thousands and thousands of years residing on and or very near, as in the surrounding islands, to Australia, with only one known South American exception. So when you have a group of people that seem to have been that contently settled in one locale that is so distant from a second locale, it seems counterintuitive to credit them at one point approximately 11 or 12,000 years ago, picking up what would have had to have been considered their best and brightest individuals and trekking halfway around the world to Gobekli Tepe and building the monuments and structures you see there, of which you see no counterpart in Australia. While the Aborigines have an amazing rich storytelling culture and cave art culture, they do not seem to have a prolific stone carving or stone building history, something that is the central focus of Gobekli Tepe. In addition, the skill required for the construction of Gobekli Tepe is not something that is present in the Aborigines culture of Australia in any comparable form. I will in the future actually pursue the research done by this gentleman who has proposed this theory for lots of reasons. I've heard that he's done solid research, so I think there's probably some merit to the evidence and data that he has gathered. 
I think his conclusion and suppositions are just a little bit off. If it were me, initially from what I know, as I've just shared with you, I would flip his theory around and suggest and propose that the Aborigines people were exposed to the information and the presence of the builders of Gobekli Tepe, not that they were the builders of Gobekli Tepe. I believe that the ancient world was more interconnected than we give it credit for. I do not believe that, especially the civilizations that we consider to have been advanced, ancient Egypt, ancient Samaria, the Indus Valley Civilization, or others, that they were geographically or regionally limited. I do believe that they did strike out, that they did explore the world for resources and other things. Whether the other things were treasures or seeking mythical places, for example, the land of Punt was considered to be the home of the gods and the land of Pliny where all good things came to Egypt. It was also far off, and there were several pharaohs that we know sent out expeditions to the land of Punt and received royal visits as well. Accordingly, the Sumerians believed that their founders came from a distant land far across the sea. These stories and more certainly lead to secondary evidence suggesting that at least some of these ancient cultures were world travelers, whether or not they were world conquerors or world explorers. They were at least world travelers or exposed to travelers of the world. There's further supporting evidence of this theory based on the fact that there are enigmas in history. Some of these appear in historic cartography items, notably in ancient maps that have survived throughout time. There are some anomalies. The most famous would probably be the Piri Reis map, but other maps are just as revealing. Reis was a Turkish admiral of note who, using other source maps and documents that he found in the royal archives, created a map of the southern Atlantic Ocean with very accurate depictions of the South American coast, the African coast, and the unglaciated coast of Antarctica. His map included features that were not discovered in his day. Thus, it makes you wonder who discovered them. He does state that the source maps were ancient and that some of them were even copies of more ancient maps. At what time were these maps new? That again supports the theory that maybe the Aborigines were simply co-giftees of some of the symbols and information from the builders of Gobekli Tepe. It could also even be that the builders of Gobekli Tepe and the Aborigines were both recipients of some of the same symbols and knowledge from the same gifter, who was more ancient than either the Aborigines or the builders of Gobekli Tepe. But these are things that we don't have answers for yet. Things that we can only hypothesize, theorize, and guess about at this stage. These are, however, very good avenues of research and study and hopefully lead us to new understanding about our history and our past and enlighten us to a much broader and richer and deeper story of who we are and where we came from than we currently have. I hope this gives you some food for thought and maybe even some avenues for your own independent research and studies. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to leave them on the blog on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, or wherever it is that you happen to follow us and have access to us. If you don't, then please know that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or our blog, Random Thought Provocator on Blogger. Thank you for joining us. This is Cassie, and until next time, keep your curiosity dusted off and have a great day.